You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Lauren Smith, the new editor of Campus Review. Today I spoke to Belinda Robinson, Chief Executive of Universities Australia, about the government's new National Research Infrastructure Roadmap. I understand that you're concerned about the proposed closure of the Education Investment Fund. And though the government has announced it has a funding plan for the roadmap, and there's also the National Collaborative Research Infrastructure Strategy, you have indicated you're still concerned about how the roadmap will be funded. Can you talk me through this? So we are very concerned about the reallocation or the repurposing of the funds of $3.7 billion that currently sits with the Education Infrastructure Fund. So this is a fund um, used to invest in university capital works. And in fact, it's the last um, capital works fund left in the country for that purpose. And so once that um, once that uh, 3.7 billion dollars uh, is repurposed, there will be no funding uh, available at the Commonwealth level uh, for governments to invest in university infrastructure, whether they're uh, lecture theatres or labs or upgrading um, uh, old facilities, building new ones, and of course. Technology has changed everything when it comes to universities in terms of how they deliver their programs, the opportunities it offers in in, in um, conducting research, and so those changes mean that um, the infrastructure that universities have needs to change and evolve as well. And so we're very very concerned about um, the last remaining fund uh, to invest in infrastructure uh, being abolished. And um, so, but in terms of the roadmap, um, I guess, so, so the, the problems with the EIF, the Education Investment Fund, are more broad. It's not just in relation to the roadmap. Um, on the uh, research infrastructure roadmap, so this is a project that was um, requested by the government uh, and was conducted by um, um, the roadmap task force chaired by the chief scientist Alan Finkel, and I've got to say that the project itself, the roadmap itself, is 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 really terrific. It's a really really uh, good piece of work. It has clearly identified uh, nine priority areas um, in which Australia um, uh, it can or should or does um, excel. And so that's a really important uh, that's a really important project to have a really good sense as to what are the research priorities uh, of the country, and in turn ensuring that there is the infrastructure that's needed to underpin those priorities. Where and the report wasn't asked to do this, but of course the next question then is where do the resources come from to uh, to fund to fund this piece of work? And of course this is an issue that was raised in the uh, in the roadmap. Uh, itself, where um, they've all, they've recognised, or the task force has recognised, the need to establish a, an advisory group, um, which would be an independent group providing advice to government on the future planning and investment for a whole of government response to to national research infrastructure, and it'd be presumably it'd be the role of that group to advise government on the on the specific project priorities. So while the roadmap 
identified nine key areas of focus. It um, didn't go that next step of identifying specific projects. Um, they've acknowledged that that is the next step in implementation and that would be something that, was that would be done by the Infrastructure Advisory Group. But of course, um, they also need to have an investment plan and recommendation three in the report um, goes to that, that there really needs to be engagement with all levels of government and the state and territory government as well as a number of other stakeholders on, um, uh, on, on an investment plan. How do we fund, what are the sources of capital to, to support the plan, where do the funds come from and how do we ensure that we're able to maintain these facilities and review them and build new ones over time. And in the recent budget, it was announced that the government proposes to make cuts to university teacher funding. Could this also affect the implementation of the roadmap? Look, it, it, it shouldn't. Um, so the, the announcement by government is to cut um, the... Uh, well, to introduce an efficiency dividend, which would, which is to, which would be to reduce the level... Uh, of Commonwealth funding that they provide to, to universities on a per student basis by two and a half percent in 17, 18 and uh, two and a half percent in 18, 19. So that would be a, a total of, of five percent. And uh, of course what that does is um, set a new threshold or a new benchmark of funding so that means that forever on indexation would be taken from that new lower base so that would be a substantial reduction in public investment in universities from uh, from here on in should that legislation get through. Now that um, funding is uh, for primarily for um, it's, we call a base funding so it's primarily for teaching and learning but it's also uh, base funding that is provided to universities, not just for teaching and learning, it's also to provide some uh, assistance for um, baseline research, for community engagement, for all of the things that universities do. Uh, and so where it might um, have an impact is on the amount of uh, funding that universities are in turn then able to uh, put into research because some of that base funding does go into research and so if the level of that funding comes down clearly there's going to be less available um, for the basic research that universities do. I also understand that the government's recent changes to the 457 visa scheme have universities concerned especially in some of the areas that the roadmap intends to focus on. Do you think it will have an effect on the realisation of the roadmap? If the, if the announcement goes through as stated, it will have a profound effect, not just on Australia's research capability, but in fact on the quality of Australia's research, Australia's research system, Australia's university system. Um, and that's because um, uh, we, Australia is uh, always looking for the best and the brightest from around the world um, to uh, uh, contribute, not only contribute to their own research endeavour, but also to come to Australia and build research capability in, the, in their areas of expertise and specialisation. If it's made harder, and these announcements would make it actually almost impossible to attract the best and brightest to Australia, then clearly that means Australia will begin to isolate itself as a global player, as a global contributor to the to the to the international research uh, effort, 
Uh, and it also means that the quality of Australia, Australia's research and Australia's research system will begin to erode uh, and will we'll be set on a path to becoming really a research and intellectual backwater. No one wants that. We don't believe that was the intention of government. The government has um, has, meant, has said that, uh, that that is not their intention. The intention is not to, um, I guess, uh, put in place impediments to Australia attracting the best and the brightest from around the world. We've had some very good discussions with government on this and we're in the process of looking at how we might resolve these issues as a matter of priority. But it is very, very urgent. There are a number of recruitment processes that are going on right as we speak, um, including for a top researcher, uh, for the SKA, for example, who is uh, um, on hold pending the resolution of this issue. We've complained in this country for decades about the brain drain, about the best and the brightest from Australia going overseas. The political changes that have taken place in the US and in the UK mean that there is now a window of opportunity for us to attract um, the very best in the world to Australia to build our research capabilities, our research capacity uh, and, our national, uh, and our, our national research endeavour. Um, if these proposals are to go ahead, we will have absolutely squandered that opportunity and that's something that we can't afford and it's certainly not something in our nation's best interest. And is there anything else that you'd like to add in relation to the roadmap? The roadmap is a bit puzzling for people, I guess, because it's talking about um, facilities that people don't really um, understand. You know, they've got very sexy titles like Australian Microscopy and Microanalysis Research Facility. But these facilities that we're talking about are, are the, the very basis of Australia's research um, endeavour. That one that I just mentioned then, for example, is um, a facility that is helping make steel thinner and stronger and is in the process of being commercialised, which is fantastic for Australian manufacturing. It takes us, we've, you know, we've seen a really significant decline in traditional manufacturing, but investing in research and investing in research facilities like this mean that we can um, continue to innovate and develop new products that are going to keep manufacturing alive in a very different way to has been the past and the future. Another example is the Population Health Research Network doing, again, facilities that are, are a network of facilities doing amazing things in collecting and um, networking data. Uh, and just one example is being able to use that, uh, is, being, is through that um, process enabling us to start to deliver on the Close the Gap uh, indigenous health targets, which without these sorts of facilities we just wouldn't be able to do. So the, very, the sorts of things that people experience in their day-to-day -day life, you know, we take things for granted, but many of those things have come from, come out of these magnificent nationally significant research facilities. And in the report, Alan Finkel really uh, describes these as, as blue chip investments, and he's absolutely right, because these are the sorts of facilities and services that you know, um, offer the cure for sufferers of chronic fatigue and they supply data on which farmers and fishers and miners rely and drives progress in technologies um, in all sorts of areas. Um, and so, you know, having this roadmap, having a plan, having a, a sense as to the priorities, uh, the research priorities that we should be investing in for the long-term future well-being of the nation is critically important and it's a very fine, uh, a very fine piece of work. Thank you very much for enlightening me about the roadmap. Sure.